0: For someone else to partake of that they can come and be fed by what we have because that's what the fruit's for we've always taught there's two pockets one is for seed and one is to eat off of bottom line we got to eat we got to eat y'all know what commercial that is i knew burger man over there i can look on uh life 360 or whatever find out where he's at burger king on, on pine burger king on, on 40 burger king in the shores yeah I, i'm talking about the same day son I'm doing one trip. <laughs> what Burger King's he at now? I don't know whichever one they didn't run out of the double. We, we come from golfing up in Jacksonville. He took me from our birthday to, to uh, go to the TPC at Sawgrass. I was like, oh my gosh, you kidding me? I did raise you right. So, and I haven't had anything like that in a long time. And we're coming through Palatka. Uh, he does a U turn. It's like my wife going to Krispy Kreme at, at Daytona. She do not care what four lane that is. She's making a U-turn or S-turn or some kind of turn, so he pulls around us. You going to Burger King? Yeah, and I gave in. He got what six or eight? eight. Do you get one or two? Double whoppers with cheese. You got a triple whopper with cheese? Well, double whopper cheese sodium is like twenty-two hundred. I felt like Lot's wife, <laughs> and I didn't even look back. <laughs> then they get you fries with it, but that's okay. We're the a Diet Coke. <laughs> there, was, there was a friend of ours. We were having a men's meeting. Uh, I think it was a Methodist place down toward Leesburg. And he went to a Wendy's. He was a big guy. I mean, big guy. And we, uh, he went to go to Wendy's and get us something at the midnight thing. You know, well, they were closing. So he racked up. And, and he come literally walking in. I got witnesses, honest to God's truth. He come walking in with a tray. I guess he took it from Wendy's with a tray with bags all over it. He came in walking like this. And I said, what did you get? And he had, I think, three 32-ounce cups full of French fries that was so greasy, the bottom of the cup was about to fall through. Y'all know what I'm talking about? See, at Chattahoochee Valley Ferry in Columbus, we would get get on the zipper ride, and then on, we get on the other rides, and then we'd have to go get us some French fries in the little paper cone with some malt vinegar on it. If you ain't never had none of that, you're not going to get a well done. I'll tell you that right now. But we, we would have to, you know, take it out of the little bottle. It would just be drenched, but we didn't care. We'd be taking that. But that's some good stuff. So <laughs> I came home. I was like this. Hey, honey. I said, what happened? I ate a little Joel. Okay. Go to the, go to the emergency room. <laughs> i think you get a kickback or something all right i want to encourage us today uh we've been talking about unity and love i'm gonna i'm gonna veer off that just a little bit which everything we got to do is about unity and love because you know we can't even work our faith on not even work without love god is love that's the basis so everything that we do the basis is love okay so even in this the basis is still love um uh, one of the things I want to talk about today, and I just believe this is what the Lord wanted me to share because it's really kind of out there. Not really, but it could be, be a little sensitive today. So that's okay because I believe that the Lord's here to do a work in all of our lives. So please just bear with me, okay? All right, I'm talking about wounds, wounded. That's one reason I wrote that song and that's one reason we sing it today. And that's one reason I want to harp on that, that he's there. He's close to those that, that are suffering, that are wounded. But I'm going to show you another side of that also. There's two sides to this. I'm going to show you another side that's so glorious and victorious. But I believe that uh, the Ruach of Yahweh is going to do a work in our lives. Uh, and he has, but continue that work. And those that he has not, to continue that work. I mean, to start that work in our lives. Wounded. Uh, let me try to find where I want to start here. I ain't, this ain't, don't let this overwhelm you because I ain't got a lot of stuff in here. Uh, you know the guy, who's the guy, was it Hamilton that says, give me liberty? Patrick Henry, I knew it was an H. Patrick Henry said this, all this stuff that's going on, it's not worth being bound in chains. Let me tell you something, that's bottom line what this world system offers us. It's, the, it's, it's bondage and chains. And we think we're free, but we're not. They'll say, in Bob Dylan, we're going to serve somebody. It might be the devil, but it might be the Lord. It ain't the devil. It's the real devil, this, bondage. But he says, give me liberty or give me death. He stood for something. That's a huge statement. You know, we can watch TV and watch this guy just go in there and just kick butt. and We're like, yeah, I'll tell you what, that's what I do. Until something happens, and we're like. Mm, 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 mm. They, "What if he was to say that to me. I used to kid people at, when I worked at Kenco Windows. And I go, somebody says to me, I say, I'll tell you what, if he was to say that me, I'd snatch his butt off that truck right now. Just, just provoking at him and laughing at him because I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. But this guy believed in enough that he declared it give me liberty or give me death. He believed in something. And he was willing to pay the price to get what he believed in. Either give me that or give me death. Wow. But wounded. Let me tell you something. Wounds can hurt, and they do. I'm here to tell you that wounds can heal. Now, there are some wounds that people deal with. It'll always be there. We'll always have to think about it. We'll always have to deal with it. We'll always, they'll be there. Okay. But as day goes by, we can, we can walk in victory of it. Circumstance at a time. Circumstance at a time. But Listen to this. Wounds will even bring people together. You're like, what, what, what is ever going to become of this? How many of you have seen the show Jaws? Uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus didn't like each other. Y'all remember that? And I heard that, the, the, that they were pretty much, especially Robert Shaw, was pretty much drunk the whole time on this show. And, uh, but how, you, how many of you remember they're sitting in the, in the middle of the bottom of the boat and they're sitting there talking, they're kind of tipping a little bit and getting a little woozy? And what did they start talking about? Huh? Heartbreak? Heartbreak? Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the ultimate there. What? Scars! When we show a scar here, right here, right here, and I fought that thing and defeated that 430-pound shark that was 12, no, it is what it is, that's a 20-footer, 25, you the man, you ain't kidding to Johnny, you're kidding to me, let me tell you that right now, 20-footer, 25, three times of him. Y'all should know. I know Johnny Johnson knows this by heart. I know he does. That jaws and tombstone, he knows every word. I said, what does John 3.16 say again, son? Uh, uh, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> or I found a new one they had with Biden on there. It says, I'm your Dingleberry. I'm your Dingleberry. He had to have them. That was funny right there. That is funny. So they were comparing scars and they began to have a little bit of relationship through their scars through their heartache, through stuff they had to go through. But what was the ultimate one? He says, you see this right here? See so what happened? Whatever her name was, broke my heart. <laughs> you win. You win. They would compare it, and it made them come together. It had something in common. Yeah, they had that stuff about fish, but they couldn't, they couldn't come in agreement. But when they got to that, probably the little sipping and tipping didn't, didn't hurt on with them. You know, that. That and Yeshua let you love everybody, we think. But I'm here to tell you this. Being wounded is not the end of the world. I promise you this. In the middle of it, it feels like it. It's hell. My gosh, I can't take this. My heart is broken. And I know some of y'all have dealt with stuff, and please forgive me with this. But I just believe this is what I'm supposed to. I'll blame everything on, on Yeshua. My heart has been broken. I can never recover. And through time and through the work of the Ruach of Yahweh is the only way that we can even deal with that stuff. It's the only way. But let me tell you this. It is proof that you have endured something. It's proof that you've been through something and you're still here and you still survived. It's the proof of it. And it will always remind you of that heartbroken thing but let it remind you of that I have walked in the victory of it because I'm still here. Even though I, don't, I didn't feel like it, I didn't want to, I'm still here. And you know what I got to say? <laughs> you're daggum right, you're still here. Let me tell you something. It will prove what you really believe. Maybe not in that moment. Going through it is tough, it's tough. Let me tell you something. There was a guy named Yeshua. You know what he did? He was the son of Yahweh, empowered by the Ruach. And he came to this place. And the Bible says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness. The Spirit led him into the wilderness. What? Led him into the wilderness. Because bottom line, guys, we all are going to have to go through stuff. But I'm here to tell you, you can come out Victorious. Maybe not, you don't feel like it sometimes, but you stick it out. You, stick, you keep collect, uh, declaring what God's word says, and you endure through it, and have you somebody that will walk with you, that loves you enough, that will walk with you and will tell you the truth, and is there for you, not there for them. There's a thing called foul-weather friends. They got nothing to do with you until they hear something's wrong. And I can, I can appreciate that. But I'm talking about someone who will love you through thick and thin. And that is what the ecclesia has been called to be and to do. That is. Let me tell you, one of the worst statements I heard a guy say one time is what's in it for me? And I might have had to repent and put a wound on him. Tell you, what's in it? What's in it for you? You got an opportunity to Give. You got an opportunity for somebody else. You got an opportunity to really know how to live and you got an opportunity, well, I've been saying this a lot lately, to have a cause bigger than yourself that makes life worth living. If you're miserable, you're you're up, you never happy, you have no joy, it's probably cause we're living our life all about us, searching going after searching and going after and never being fulfilled because everything is an income, there's no outgo. Outgo is the way of life because in order to receive To bring in, there's got to be an outgo. There's got to be. There's got to be an income because we inhale. Here's the thing. What are we inhaling? I'm on a CPAP machine. And when I'm on, someone sent me a thing. They're doing a recall on it. I'm like, what? It's supposed to help me. So I'm looking it up. Look at this article. Thanks to Cheryl. Looking at this article. I'm like, what do you want me to do? You want me to fill my lungs up with whatever that is you're saying is coming into my lungs? Or you want me to have sleep apnea, which I found that is the cause of every disease ever known to man. Ingrown toenail, sleep apnea. I went to the doctor, he says, he's an Indian doctor, he says, you got sleep apnea? I said, I don't think so. Stick out tongue. Honest, this is honest to God's thing. He said, let me go get my light. He got his light, and uh, <laughs> this is exactly what happened, and this is the exact time amount. Stick out your tongue. You got sleep apnea. I laughed. I laughed and I said, what makes you think I got sleep now? You got thick tongue. I said, I got a thick tongue. <laughs> I can taste good. I like food. Maybe that's what it is. And that's all it was. He said, got your tongue. Ah, you got to sleep now. I literally laughed. So I guess uh, if you got a skinny tongue, you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> I guess I got this slab of liver up here. If it was liver, it wouldn't stay up here to be going down there to the belly with some Onions. Oh yeah. We gotta stay away from those homemade mashed potatoes with extra butter, real butter, stuff is good for you, for they made this margarine stuff that harms your body. Y'all should be shot me down with that one. So I'm like, Well which do I pick? So I called the people and they said, Uh, okay, I knew it was in trouble when I called, they said, What country are you calling from? I'm like, Oh my goodness. This is <laughs> this is universal wide. What well, I me? Mean, in the good old USA. So, have you ever used, uh, huh? Ozone? Or have you ever used the, what is it, the clean? So clean. It's a thing you put in there and there's a light or whatever. It's supposed to kill all the stuff. I said, no. I just use some spit, some warm water, and <laughs> down that tube and just <laughs> do that for a little bit. <laughs> Blow it out. What do I do? Blow the lights out? Huh? You know what he said, but it's paid to be good. I'm gonna be king no. <laughs> All right, I can still see. So I said, no, I, I've only used Dawn and warm water. So they said, I said, what do I do? Do I quit doing? It? They said, well, we recommend you stop using it. I said, okay. So I stopped using it. <laughs> I couldn't sleep worth a the flip. Oh, they put heroin or something in this down there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it was. So. I'm doing, I'm, I, I quit taking it. I was sleeping on the, um, on the couch as a recliner and I'd hold it straight up and I'd do this and I'd have, have that and I'd pillow under my feet over here. I tried everywhere. I couldn't move my neck because I was like this. I tried everything. I couldn't sleep. So she said, come to bed. So she put me like 84 pillows behind me. And I was like this. <laughs> I was literally leaning forward. I said, well, I ain't got no sinuses because everything's draining out of me. So He's going to give me some power. So, anyway, so I called the doctor. And they said, I need to call the um, assistant or whatever. So I smashed this button. Hi, I can't answer the phone right now. I'm with the patient, or I'll call you right back. I'll call you by the end of the day. Left the message, told her thing. She didn't call me. That was Thursday. She didn't call me Friday. It closed um, Saturday and Sunday. And then, was that, the, yeah, was that the fourth? Monday was the fourth, right? I mean, yeah, the day off. They took the day off. Then, then after I finally got back in touch with her, they took the, net, the other day off because it was a storm. We live in Florida. When we went golfing in Jacksonville that time, big clouds come, and we had a caddy that walked with us. And He really he helped us kind of. It started lightning, and he's like, y'all can stay. I got to go. They, they won't let me out here. So he leaves. So we're out there golfing, lightning. So a guy come, an older guy comes out in the car. He says, hey, uh. We can't make you, but we recommend there's a, a lightning and a tornado warning and all this stuff. And we say like, we live in Ocala. What are you talking about? This is Marion County. We ain't afraid of no lightning. So that was our excuse for not playing good. But anyway, so we finally got in touch with this lady. And she said, I said, what do I do? She said, well, I talked to the doctor. And he said, go ahead and just use it like you've been, like you've been using it. I said, well, they told me not that they, they recommend not using I'm sure they're covering their butts. You're not getting a lawsuit or whatever. So I'm like. I can't sleep. My wife's really getting on my nerves right now. No, she's, she's the perfect one. So I had to make a choice there. Do I, and she said, just take it. This is also the same person I called when I had COVID and I had double pneumonia. which I found that out by going for a kidney stone. First one I ever had in my life. And I said, yeah, and so they brought in, and they, they, they wanted to take me to the hospital. I said, no, I'm not going to that hospital. I'm going to this hospital. Well, we can transfer you. We don't transfer, but we can transfer you there, but we're not going to. Um, they can't take you because there are no COVID beds. And I said, y- y'all said I was past COVID. What do I need a COVID bed for? So anyway, out of all that, they, they didn't give me any medicine. They were given me medicine for this, that, and the other. I said, you didn't give me no pain pills? You no, know, I said, that's the reason I'm here. I'm not here for, I'm here for, I got some pain here. So I I had them give me morphine. They gave me a shot and it didn't do nothing. I said, give me another one. And and I don't know what's happened. I have never had to mess with it again. So I don't know if I got a kidney stone, if I don't have a kidney stone. Then you try to get a urologist. They say, yeah, uh, this will be January of 2024. You can get in on that one. Anyway, that's just crazy. So there's some wounds that we have to deal with. That is nothing compared to y'all, some of what what you've gone through. But it's proof of what you have gone through. It is a reminder of the faithfulness of Yahweh and the hell that you went through, but he still was with you. Still. And he still is. He hasn't given up on you. You don't give up on him. He's still the same God. He hasn't changed. He still will, will be there for you and never fail you like he never has. He bats a 1,000. Every time he gets up to bat, he's, he's hitting in the left center field out of the park. Every time. You can't even walk him. You walk him, his bat gets longer. Bam! He hits it out. He's perfect. He's got a perfect will and a perfect purpose for your life. And we've got to walk it out. Walk. Well, I think i got a, a bad deal here. Walk it out. And you trust God, who is the most faithful, trustful being that's ever was in the history of the universe, the creator. And if me being evil would do good for my children, how much more will your heavenly father do for you? And there's things we may not understand. We don't get it. But I'm here to tell you, God is faithful. God will walk with you. He will not leave you. He will not walk away from you. He will not leave you stranded. He will not leave you by yourself. He will be right there. And we can walk away from him. We repent and come back and there he is. Just like the prodigal son did. The father went every single day. And he go chase him every single day. He went there and looked for him. Well, I hope he's coming today. Because I love him. I love him more than I love myself. And he saw him. And rejoiced and went running to him, put a ring on his hand, put a robe on his back. We're going to have a party. And lo and behold, the other brother that had been there the whole time got mad about it. Well, you, won't you give me a party like that? Oh my God. And he we can't be that way. It's, it's better to be the prodigal son and mess up but repent and come back than be this guy. He said, you've been here the whole time. Everything that I have has always been yours. Idiot! Think of that! And I hope that we don't, we don't slide into that. Well, what about me? I've been here. Yeah, and you've been able to partake in all this stuff. Anyway, I'll get off that. But let me tell you, even Yahweh, I mean, Yeshua, was wounded. And uh, John 20, 19 through 29, there was one of his disciples, Thomas, heard about the resurrection. He said, I'm not going to believe it. Till I what? I see it. And I put my hand, my finger, through his what? His wound, or his nail-scarred hand. She's known me for a long time. She can read me a real long time, my whole life. So, nail-scarred hands. That was the proof that Yeshua was not an imposter. That's the proof. He went through it. Man, this is tough. Yeshua said, I'm being tempted here. I used God's word, and I did not give in. Let me tell you something. How many of you have really been hungry? Wives? How many can be a testimony that you know exactly when your husband is getting hungry? It's like that. One of those things. Give him a Snickers bar. He's not being himself. So, so not only was he faithful, committed to that, he knew what was going to happen to him, and he could have come, he could have just brought the angels and destroyed everything, everything and been fine. He didn't have to do it, but because of his love that he had. For his father, we talked about that the other week, about how everything that Yeshua did was for his father's. He said "The meet the, the will that uh, I do the meat of the will of my father, which is the meat of my father, what he wants me to do. I don't do what I want to do. I do what he wants to do. But I guarantee you, him being a man, there was a thing in him that said this. Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. This is tough, tough. But he said, he didn't stop there. He said, nevertheless. It's not my will, but it's your will. I'm okay with your will because I trust you as my father. I'll tell you, that is the character of Yeshua while he was on earth. That's that same character that we need to have. It's tough. I don't feel like I can go through it. I really don't want to go through it. And let me tell you, that's okay, but we can't stay there. But we need to come to a place and say, not my will, but your will. I'll do your will. What do you want me to do? You want me to go through this to the point we talked about the other day of the sweating of blood out of his pores? Let me tell you, you're talking about some stress? I've never been stressed like that. He willingly did that. Let me tell you something. He knew the wounds that was going to be put on him. Brutal what they did to him. And guess what? He didn't deserve one bit of it. But yet there was wounds that he had to partake and put up that he had people put on him. The beating. The cat nine tells the the tells the rocks, the, the, the glass, things that they would whip him with, pull it, pull his skin off his back, beat him and beat him. They would take turns beating him. And they mocked him and spit in his face and pulled his beard. He was willing to say, this is tough. I'm going to stick it out because it's not my will, but it's thy will. I'm going to trust you with this hell that I'm about to go through, Father. I'm going to trust you with the result of it. I'm going to trust you with it. I'm scared. I don't feel like it. It's tough. It's wearing on me. It's beating me down. But let me tell you something. When Thomas wouldn't believe it by faith, Yeshua had the proof of who he was. You don't believe me? Thomas, stick your hand through here. I got a hole here. Dude, look at my feet. He, because of the wounds of Yeshua, it was the proof of who he said he was. And because of that proof, they saw it, with their own eyes, and then they knew that he was resurrected. Proof. So just like Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus, they had proof that what they were talking about. They weren't just making up stories. There's a guy we know that no matter what you tell him, he's got something a little better than you. And some of you know who he is. Pretty amazing. He said that he had less than 1% fat on his body. Well, that's that means I got 1.5. I may be a little bigger now. But it, it wasn't some, some lie. He had proof of it. You mean to tell you how I know that you can trust Yahweh? Look at the hell that I've been through, and he brought me through it. And he's still bringing me through it, and he's going to continue to bring me through it. I got proof, buddy. You want to see proof? Here it is right here. It's documented, even. Here it is. This is the name. Here it is. I got proof that God is faithful. I got proof that I'm a man or a woman of faith because I am still here. He had proof. See if I want to do anything here. One of the things that we, we talked about some Wednesday night was we all mess up, but we still got to forgive. Some of the issues that we talked about some Wednesday night, we hit some on self pity, other areas. But one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to forgive others. What have they done to you? You've got to forgive them. Have they wounded you? Yeah. But you still got to forgive them. That don't mean you're going to let them move in with you. If you go to a mechanic and he tears your car up, don't take I don't care who he is. Don't take it back to him. Especially if you've taken it back to him five times and he's done the same thing. That i got don't, I nothing don't to do with you loving him. That's just being intelligent. Oh, I ain't doing that. So, we got to forgive others. Have others hurt you? Yeah. Have others mocked you? Yeah. Have others talked about you? Yeah. Have others ripped you off, maybe financially? Yeah. Have others kept you from getting a promotion, maybe? Probably. But we still have to forgive them because they're not not the ones that's in bondage, we would be. Because in order to forgive, to get forgiven, we got to forgive. So, we got to forgive others. Listen to this, we've got to forgive Yahweh because the deeper the wound, the tougher it is. And we, want, we have questions, but so we got to say, Yahweh, forgive me if I didn't trust you. Forgive me if I blamed you and I held you guilty for my wounds. But here's, the, here's the biggest one, guys. We probably need to forgive ourselves because we'll get mad and we'll lash out and hold bitterness and unforgiveness towards someone or we will, we will say, what in the world did I do for this to happen? And we'll blame ourselves, and we'll walk out the rest of our lives with this anvil over my, on my back, weighing me down. I'm here to say, it ain't your fault! It ain't your fault. Things happen. Maybe situations that you're in or whatever. But you got to forgive yourself. You forgive that person, you got to forgive Yahweh, and you got to forgive yourself. And cast that thing away from you and put it behind you and go on. And probably all three of those areas may pop up again and say, yeah, but you got to forgive again. So that temptation is not the sin. case, Yeshua said, because he was tempted. But we got to walk in forgiveness, even forgiving. I, I, I've talked to a lot of people, and we talked about this Wednesday. I, I've talked to a lot of people, and one of the things I would say, well, I say, well, Do you think you're greater than Yahweh? Well, of course not. Well, I think you do think you're greater. What what makes you think? Because Yahweh will forgive them, but you won't forgive them. So your standards are a little higher than Yahweh's. You can go ahead and do it Yahweh, but not me. And here's a big one. you think you're bigger than Yahweh, that He will forgive you, but you won't forgive yourself? All right. Let me tell you something about Job. Most of you know all about him. I'm not going to read... Job, chapter one, verse thirteen through twenty-two. You can read it when you get home, alone, by yourself. But he pretty much lost everything he had, everything that was important to him. He pretty much lost it. But listen to this: after that, in verse twenty, it says, "Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head." It's a mighty man right there. And he fell, listen to this, and he, after finding out all these things that he lost, like boom, 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 oh my God, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground, listen to this, and cursed God, ain't what it says. Listen to this, he fell upon the ground after going through this hell, some of most horrendous things you could imagine, losing everything, he fell on his face and worshipped. Okay, I quit. He worshiped, and he said this. See, he, 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 he had the right perspective of what it's all about. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord have taken away. And all this, he, and he said, blessed be the name of Yahweh. Blessed be the name of Yahweh. He just went through all this, and he said, and worship, blessed be your name, Yahweh. Blessed be the name of Yahweh. And people have trouble blessing the name of Yahweh when everything's going great. He fell down and worshipped. Blessed be the name of Yahweh. This and this, verse twenty-two. And all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Whoa. See, he was wounded, and some of you understand that. Some don't. Some think. They do, or some, but there's some that does. But really, when we're wounded, it's all relative depending on where we're at. I mean, depending on where we're at here, you know. One wound. We have one wound. There's one wound, but there's two types of wounds. There's one that brings life, wounds of life, and there's wounds of destruction. The difference is up to us. What are we going to make out of it? Even though there may be destruction in it, what are we going to make of it? Listen to this. Job 13, 15 through 18, though he slayed me, you've heard that a thousand times, yet will I trust in him. Listen this, this, that word trust means I will wait. One of the hardest things there is to do is we want an answer right now. We want it my way right away. To all be patty's fish, says cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. But I don't want pickles and there better not be pickles or I'm coming in, even when you're not open. Wait, be patient, though you slay me, still will I trust you. I'll be patient. I'll wait on you, Lord. Hope. A lot of people talk about hope. We got to have hope, guys. He had hope. And this, he calls to have and he make to hope. he be pained. He stayed. He tarried. He trusted. And he waited for. I guarantee you when Job went through what he went through, he wasn't all excited and went jumping and leaping and praising God. But he fell on his knees and he fell on his face and worshiped. And blessed his name through the hurt, through the disaster, through the mourning. He still fell on his face and worshiped his father, Yahweh. He said, blessed be the name of Yahweh. The majority of people in the world in churches come to church thinking it's about them. Let me tell you something. That verse right there has nothing to do with Job. It all has to do with Yahweh. And he kept his eyes on him because where you put your eyes will be where you're going. The, the attention, what we put attention to in our life will what be that will control us. That's why we got to be careful for what we're hearing, for the measure of thought that we give to. There's a word that, that, that we, um, a verse that we taught forever. We did a whole study thing on it. That would be that and again back to us. What has our attention? And let me tell you, the other wound of that is it could be a wound that we think is a good thing. We think everything is going great. We think that we don't have to come to church. We think that we can do whatever we want to. Let me tell you something. That is a huge wound that we don't even know we're we're getting. Big wound. It'll bring destruction to our life. So it's a wound and we don't even know it's a wound. But the two things is, what are we going to do? And let me tell you, I tell people when they go through things, I said, let me tell you something, you mourn as long as you need to mourn. People who say, well, I tell you what, I just don't think you need it." I know people that have told people in horrible situations, well, you should be over that. What? Well, get over this. Oh, you're still dealing with it? How about this? What? It's something that we have to walk through. We have to walk through and continue to walk through and endure and keep walking and keep walking and fall down, get up, don't feel like it, I'm tired, I need somebody to help me. No, I'm going to come over here and kick you in the butt and say, what's your problem? No, I'm going to come over here and lift you up and say, come on, I'll go with you. Got to have somebody that loves somebody that'll go through hell and back with somebody else other than their self. There's people that have been wounded in all different types of areas and a lot of them will just hide it and not show but when they leave, it's that thing again. They go home, maybe to an empty house, and that thing will come in on them. That devil, that carnal mind, it will come, and it will remind them of every wrong thing that they've ever thought about that they did and blame everything on them. God don't love you. God don't appreciate you. You are a waste. You're, you're taking up air that should, somebody else should be that's worth something to breathe. You're taking up space for somebody who's worthy of it. Let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about these, some of these people that we're talking about that, that helps make you worthy because I've been through hell and back, and I'm still here. Any sissy can go through life with some rich mom and dad who don't do everything, who does, does everything for them, but they never have to do nothing. They have zero character. And I wouldn't trust them for nothing because it's all about them. But let me tell you something, Ecclesia. The people that have had to endure toughness, they've had to go through wounds, they had to go through hurt, and they're still sticking it out, and they're walking, and they're walking, and they don't feel like it. They feel like giving up and saying, to hell with all this. They're going on. I say, go. I salute you. I respect you. That's who I respect, and I'll walk with you. Here, teach me how to walk like that. There you go. It says, I don't know what their problem Teach me how to walk through that when things aren't going so great, but I'm still here. I'm still walking. Sometimes I fall down, I have to crawl, but I'm still going. Wounds will help qualify you because you've, you've been through it. Think of the wounds that Yeshua went through. Why didn't this father just say, oh. you're going, why didn't you do that? No. He had to go through it. He had to deny himself of everything that a man and the flesh would want. Everything. Everything. He had to deny it. No, no wife. No children. No grandchildren. Lonely. He said, look, he, he, even the sparrows have a place to lay their head. I, the, the Son of God don't have a place to lay his head. Wounds. I'm here to tell you that it's okay to have wounds. You hear me? It's okay, because we're going to walk it through. We're going to walk it through. And I promise you, as time goes, it ain't like, okay, but those things will come to you at longer times, at intervals. They'll they'll come to you. I promise you, they'll come to you. But now, what you have endured and what you've learned from, you're able to apply that to your life and say, "Uh uh-uh. You see this scar I got? God has walked with me the whole way. He has never let me down. He has never left me alone. He never said, "Forget you." He has gone. Be- the Bible says, "He'll even go before you and prepare that way for you." Come on, go this way. Yeah, but I want to. I want to feel sorry and go and go this way. No, don't because you got to come all the way behind me. You can go to a road, long way, and it's a dead end. What do you do? You got to come on. When I went cave diving uh, before, I, you go in a cave and you are down. Uh, 300 feet into this cave and you are probably 120 feet deep in this cave, you can't just pop right up. You've got to come all the way back out the way that you come in. And God will redeem our time. But it's better just not to go that route. And I'm telling you this, those who have been wounded can have a testimony. And, and I'm not saying you've got to be wounded for this. If you, if you never did anything wrong, and you, and you lived a sinless life, and you were never in trouble, and you just, man, you're the man. But I'm talking today about people who have been wounded, and I don't know anyone that's excluded here in one way or another been wounded. Let me tell you something. I've told people this before that have been through horrible things. I said, let me tell you something. You don't believe me right now, but I promise you there will be a day that comes that you will be able to minister to that person like I couldn't minister to them because you have been that road, and I haven't. All I can say is, we're going this way. Come on, I'll walk with you. I'll fight with you. I'll be there with you. I'm going with you together. They're the ones that suffered and been through it. So there's, believe it or not, there's light and there's life at the end of the tunnel. Keep your eyes upon Yahweh. Keep your eyes upon Him. Don't dwell on all the things that's going on. Keep your eyes upon Him. The Bible says that Yeshua, I think it's Isaiah, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. For whose? (laughs) Ours! My goodness! And this may sound crazy. You may think I'm crazy. You may say, oh man, you are out there. But let me tell you something. The wounds that we go through won't just be for us, but we'll be wounded help someone else with their transgressions. And we'll be bruised for someone else for their, their iniquities. I'm not saying you're Yeshua. Please. But I'm saying, that let me tell you something. You've got, now this, y'all think I'm crazy, I'm just telling you. You've got fruit on your tree that other people don't have. And there's going to be people that have to partake of that fruit. And you may be the only one. It's like having the a certain blood type that you can give, and COVID's completely gone. They're going to search you down because you're the only one that has that. Because they're going to take you and hide you in a room, lock you up, and sell whatever you got and make billions on it. You know that's the truth. So anyway, Job. Let's see what else I'm going to go to. Is that that amazing, guys? Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I returned there. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Wow. Job 13, 15 through 18. Let me see here. see where I want to go here all right that's Jake sorry I got a thousand papers here mm-hmm. all right anyway job 13 15 through 18 says though he slay me yet will I trust wait be patient hope calls to have hope Make to hope, be pained, stay, tarry, trust, wait for, in Him. Listen to this, but I will maintain my own ways before Him. That sounds like something like, "Well, I'm gonna do what I want to." He says, "I'm gonna maintain my ways before Him, cause it's His." That's what he's saying there. In first the case, how could he, how could he trust Him? He said, "Well, I'm gonna do everything I want to do anyway." That ain't what it's saying. Verse 16. Listen to this, He also shall be my salvation. He just read, though you slay me, I'm still going to trust you. He shall be my salvation, for the hypocrite shall not come before him. But Job didn't have a problem because he wasn't a hypocrite. Verse 17, hear diligently my speech and my declaration with your ears. Behold, I have ordered my calls. I know that I shall be justified. Through everything that he lost... He said, I know I will be justified. Whew. Yeah, but you just don't know. I fall on my knees and on my face and I say, blessed be the name of Yahweh. I know I'm going to be justified. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm still going to have hope. I'm still going to wait on him. I'm going to be patient because I know. Behold, now I have ordered my calls. That word, my calls, was put in. This is how it really reads. Behold, now I have ordered. I know that I shall be justified. See how they put my calls? that, That throws this whole verse out of whack. And it's not what it says. I have ordered my calls. No. Behold, I have now ordered. I know that I shall be justified. I shall be justified. I shall be justified. It went from that, if you go to chapter 42, the whole thing is talking about his friends. He had three friends, and they were saying this, and Yahweh, uh, um, Job declared some things to Yahweh, and his friends, uh, God called him over there and said, hey, um, I don't like the way you've been talking about me and saying things about me. This is Yahweh. He said, unlike Job. So what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to go to Job, and he's going to pray for you. And because of Job, you're going to get these things. But it's because of Job. The guy who had been through hell and bad. The guy who had all these wounds put on him. Lost everything he had. Everything. And if you go through chapter 1 of Job. It gives you a list of thousands of cattle. Thousands of sheep. All this stuff that he had. Robbed. Family. Robbed. But he said. Though you slay me. I'm still going to trust you. Because I know I will be justified talk a little bit about the pity party, you know, people deal with stuff. Let me tell you something. I promise you, he had crazy feelings, but he went through it all. And he said, let me tell you, Though you slay me, I'm still gonna trust you. I'm gonna wait on you, I'm having patience, I'm gonna trust in you because I know that I will be justified. I'm here to tell you, Ecclesia, no matter what you have gone through, what you have you're going through, or what you will be going through, stick it out, do it Yahweh's way, and I promise you, you will be justified. And guess how he was justified? Not just with a well done, but he was justified that he got two to three times back everything that he lost. Do you hear me? Everything that he lost was multiplied back to him. But what greater thing is there than a well done? And here's the thing we can't get a well done because I want a well done. We should get a well done because we love God. That should come automatically. Well, I gotta get that well done. I gotta where's that well done? I gotta find out well done. Where's that well done. Is that well done there in the corner there? Or is that a well done? Well yeah, well done. If we do what God says, well done will come to us. But our motive isn't to, I want to do this so I can get it well done. No, I want to do this because I love God. Job said, though you slay me, I'm still going to trust you, God, because I trust you and I love you. And I know that you're going to, I'm going to be justified. And he was. He was justified. Let me read one more part. Then said he unto him, this is Luke 14, 16 through 27. Then he said unto him, a certain man, a great man, Uh, made a great supper and bade many and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come, for all these things are now ready. And they, all with one consent, ain't it amazing, all with one consent, (laughs) they begin to make excuse. It's almost like they've been talking to each other. I tell you what, if he says this, I'm going to say, I can't do that. Okay, well, you're going to say it, I'm going to say it. Well, if y'all want to say it, I'm with you. They all began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have, it excuse, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife. And most people would say, you're excused. And I was like, and I'm bringing her with me. Right there? Right there? that loud. I can't hear you. Like you do at home. At home you're mad at me. All right. I have bought five oxygen. Oxy, oxygen. I'm thinking of the CPAP machine. Uh, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray the excuse. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So this, that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. Some wounded people. Let me tell you something. You think you're too good? I'll find some people who've been wounded. They'll come. I've been been to the bottom. But when people haven't been to the bottom, people haven't been to the end of themselves, they don't get it. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And my fields are empty, right, you For I say unto you, that none of these, those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me... And hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not hear, does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciples. Let me tell you something bear his cross. We know a tree or whatever, and we know that Yeshua bore his cross, and there was he wounded. And that was he, he wounded. Doing what his father said was way more important than the wounds that he had. There's a cause bigger than ourselves that we've got to go after. That we've got to go after. We're going to take another step here. We're going to go ahead and dismiss everybody. Thanks for listening. Send all your money. I see what Johnny told me to say. Send all your money. Just kidding.